guys, welcome to the Night Owl Society. Today, we're going to be talking about a very interesting man. His name is Alistair Crowley. Now, this episode does contain dark content, so listener discretion is advised. Now, I usually won't do topics this dark, but Alistair Crowley is... um, He's basically a fascinating guy, in my opinion. Just the stuff that he did, and, uh, well, we'll get right into it. On October 12th, 1875, Edward Alexander Crowley was born and grew up to become an occultist, mountaineer, and self-proclaimed magician, and what some people would call the wickedest man on earth. Crowley was born into a life of wealth because he was born into a religious family as a child instead of going outside to play do what kids do Crowley chose to study the Bible he wanted to grow up to be a preacher like his father but that soon came crashing down when Crowley's father died when he was 11 after getting sick the doctor told him he only had a few months to live if he didn't change his living conditions so what he did was he went to live with his uncle in a country where uh, he changed his lifestyle. He came from a religious family of, you know, always studying, uh, doing what you're told. And he went to his uncle's place in the country where he was basically allowed to do whatever he wanted to. He was allowed to drink and have fun. Um, his uncle even paid a prostitute. So Edward or... Uh, Mr. Crowley, Alistair Crowley, could lose his virginity at 15. I mean, after all, he was going to die, or so we thought. Now, when he went back to his mom, he was a changed teen. And now he was a rebel, a rebelling teenager, to the point where she called him the beast from the book Revelation. And the first wicked act of Edward Crowley was to have sex with the family maid on his mother's bed and in doing so the mother fired the maid and the maid she became homeless drunk homeless drunk and it said that she eventually became one of Jack the Ripper's first victims he became bisexual Alistair Crowley became bisexual and rejected Christianity in the eyes of the church, uh, it was an abomination. When he was in college, he published erotic poetries, took place in same-sex activities, and even had an interest in alchemy. In 1898, he left Cambridge without graduating, even though he had really good exam scores. Now, Crowley joined a group of aspiring wizards, like himself. This group had famous members like poet William Yeats and Bram Stoker daughter of Dracula. This group claimed they had translated Egyptian texts, old grimoires, and ancient spells, and Jewish mysticism from the Kabbalah. They they believed they could perform real magic and communicate with angels. This group was called the Order of the Golden Dawn. Now, Crowley took their teachings very seriously, and the group wanted Crowley to get in touch with his inner soul before they were to teach him real magic through meditation mantras even trying to decipher dreams they did daily spells 
to try to summon angels to their aid that was called the lesser banishing ritual of the pentagram now Crowley strongly believed these were the early stages of the magical journey that would allow him to get in touch with his guardian angel he openly talked about his desire to calm up demons and ancient gods he even used drugs during the rituals because he believed they intensified the effect now believe it or not the order of the golden dawn were more interested in white magic but not Crowley not Crowley you see he was interested more in black magic dark magic and this scared the hell out of the order uh, they believed he would use his power for evil and they didn't want him to rise up in the society but he managed to get one of the members to teach him advanced magic in return for free rent now Crowley himself claimed to have seen his roommate levitating Crowley bought a mansion on the shores of Loch Ness in Scotland there he would attempt the spell the Abramelin ceremony this spell allows the magician to gain knowledge of his guardian angel in conversation if successful then he can obtain knowledge of divine science or true magic in which to create magical items now Crowley tried and failed many many times uh, he needed total seclusion and total isolation for the spell to work the total work takes three months before you're purified and he grew tired and exhausted and basically he left he was tired of it um, he's losing weight you know but the thing is when he left to move on with his life he left without dispelling the 12 kings and dukes of hell that he had summoned and for that many locals blamed the house's unlucky history on Crowley's evil spirits that he left behind even the next owner Jimmy Page from Led Zeppelin couldn't live in the house for long due to creaks groans and various ghostly apparitions Crowley's housekeepers two children died mysteriously and abruptly Crowley also bragged that one employee of the estate who had long abstained from alcohol uh, got drunk and attempted to murder his entire family. After the house had changed hands, it still wasn't free of dark energy. In 1965, an army major who owned the house committed suicide by shotgun. Now, when Crowley met his wife, Rose, uh, he convinced her to elope with him to uh, Egypt together and he then took her to a dark cave and began a spell from the book Goda, Goeta uh, the lesser key of Solomon and attempt to summon the Egyptian god Horus now during this ritual that he's chanting her head suddenly fell back and he had a vision and heard a voice that she claimed was Horus. Now Crowley didn't believe her and believed it was possible for her to evoke it wasn't possible for her to evoke Horus. But she claimed that the gods were angry with Crowley because of his arrogance. She also claimed that Horus gave her instructions how to communicate communicate with the spirits and gave her and Alistair specific 
ritual instructions uh, on to perform. Alistair did as instructed, and when he was done, he supposedly, supposedly heard a whisper from his guardian, Awas. Now, the guardian then dictated the to Crowley the Book of the Law. Some people claim this is actually a mischievous demon talking to Crowley. He was kicked out of the Order 1904 and went on to start his own occult called Thelema. Uh, they were in his occult, they were encouraged to do whatever they wanted. They took drugs, they had orgies, they walked around naked. He encouraged his followers to take LSD and stare at frightening images from a room that he painted all over the walls. He painted uh, scary images and uh, they called it the nightmare room. And they would take LSD and stare at the walls until they completely lost all fear of anything. It said these rituals became more and more intense to the point they included bestiality you know where you'd have sex with animals and they would do animal sacrifices uh, and it's one member supposedly died after drinking the blood of a cat and when that happened that's when the Italian authorities stepped in and kicked everyone out Alistair Crowley encouraged famous people to practice his occult including the founder of Scientology L. Ron Hubbard in the 1930s Crowley was uh, recognized as a black magician and eventually he ran out of money due to all the houses that he bought and the drugs and as well as just his lifestyle Alistair Crowley slipped into a coma and the sky lit up in a thunder as the gods came to reclaim his soul on December 1st 1947 at 72 years old he actually died of chronic bronchitis he inspired the hippies free love movement and even John Lennon put him on the cover of Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club his motto do what thou wilt was inscribed on Led Zeppelin's album Led Zeppelin 3 he even inspired one of my favorite songs by Ozzy Osbourne Mr. Crowley he was a very strange man indeed but I wonder if he really did make contact. You know, this is, uh, he studied this stuff for a long time since he was a little kid. This is very dark stuff, and I encourage the listeners not to try any of this stuff if you don't know what you're doing, especially if you're doing it in your, home, your own home uh, or with the Ouija board or, any, or a spirit box or anything. Because um, you never know who's on the other side or who you're talking to. And again, with the Ouija board, I just choose not to play with that stuff. Uh, I don't, when it comes to voodoo or magic or any of that stuff, I just don't play with that stuff. Uh, I personally do believe in that stuff, and I just stay away from it. Because uh, like I said, you never know. If you're asking a spirit for something to tell you a, uh, you know, if you ask a spirit something... Uh, what's tomorrow going to look like or you know uh, if you're being greedy and asking for lottery numbers foretell me some lottery numbers or something you know you never know who's on the other side um, I've also heard that if uh, you ask for something and they deliver whoever's on the other side of the Ouija board then they're going to ask for something 
if you ask for something and they deliver, then they're going to ask for something. You never know what they're going to want. So, guys, please be careful when you're playing with this stuff. But Aleister Crowley is a very uh, interesting man. I hope you guys really enjoyed that um, that story that I put together, that whole paragraph that I put together. It took some uh, quite a bit of research, um, but it also it also helped me remember uh, a time, a very interesting time uh, in my life. Uh, I submitted a on the, one of the episodes. My first episodes, I talked about a haunted house that I lived in, and um, this has to do with this episode. Uh, a buddy of mine were doing homework. Um, he was doing homework from a different class. He was doing a project to where you get a book, a random book, from the school library. Okay, you get a book from the school library, and whatever your hobby is, uh, you print out pictures and you cut out pictures and you glue them to the inside of the pages. Now, uh, for example, if my, my if my hobby was to uh, go play basketball, I would cut up pictures of basketballs and you know basketball court. You know, uh, you know, you get the idea and put them and glue them on the inside of these pages. Well, my buddy left his book there, and uh, I seen he had left it, and I called him, and I said, Hey, uh, you left your book here, and my buddy lived right across the street from me, and he goes, Okay, that's fine. I'll just pick it up tomorrow, so I left it there right where it was at. It wasn't going to go anywhere. Nobody was going to mess with it, and the next day when we got home from school, I called him, and I asked him, Hey, are you going to come over and pick up your book? Are you going to hang out and stuff? He was like, Yeah, I just leave my book there, so... Uh, after we got finished talking on the phone, um, I went over to check on the book just to see, you know, just say, hey, I'm going to make sure it's there. That way when he comes, he can get it. Uh, I was nosy, okay? I was nosy. I'm, I'm going to be the first one to admit it. And I looked inside the book. I was like, let me see what he's looking at. See how his project's coming along, you know. And I was flipping the pages and I was saying, you know, he likes soccer and he's flipping through it and as I started flipping um I started coming across these pages it looked like pages out of a bible you know but they were in Spanish or or Latin I guess um and I was going and just flipping the pages and flipping the pages and then I saw what appeared to be like a uh like a, a pentagram or a star of David or something and uh, I kept flipping you know I stopped and I looked at the book and I was like man what, what kind of what kind of book is this and I kept flipping and um, there was a picture there was actually a picture a, sh a small little picture on one of the pages and there were pictures of uh, there was a picture of three witches in robes and I was trying to make out, you know, because I speak Spanish, you know, in the book, like it was in Spanish, you know, so I was trying, I was making out some of the phrases, you know, some of the sentences, and it was just basically uh, telling the reader how to do witchcraft, you know, how to do certain rituals and stuff, 
And I started flipping, and I was like, man, you know, I'm thinking, what the hell? And I'm flipping and flipping through these pages, and toward the end, there was actually a list. There was actually a list of demons, and it would tell you how to summon these demons. And one of these demons, you can summon just by saying his name, and... Um... So I knew it was going to be, I knew it was real, this book, and it just scared the hell out of me knowing that that book was in my house at the time, so um, I didn't even bother to look at the front of the book, like take off my buddy's cover and look at the book, you know, look at the titles, no, I just closed the book, and... I went outside because I knew he was coming right over and shortly not even a couple of minutes he was walking across the street and I told him dude what the hell is this and he goes what are you talking about so what kind of book are you bringing to my house and he was like well that's my you know he was confused he didn't know what I was talking about and I was like look dude look at this you know look at take a look inside and he opened a book and started flipping through the pages and I started showing him look man there's witchcraft and stuff in here man look at this and um he was like he was just as shocked as I was and he went across the street and he took it inside his house and uh he told his mom now his mom you know they're Hispanic as well and you know Hispanics we don't play we don't mess around with that stuff and uh, um, I believe he told me that they ended up burning that book and um, which sounds about right you know we just we don't play with that I don't play with that it's just evil and it, you know I don't want none of that stuff inside my house you know especially where I because uh, I'm not going to be able to go to sleep if I play with that stuff in there I'm always I'm always be paranoid I'm always going to be hearing stuff I'm always going to be seeing stuff you know uh, and I've, I've witnessed some of that stuff already and I don't want it to come back and I'm in a new house and I love my house so um, I don't want that stuff to come back you know I'm done with that um, but I'm just sharing my stories with you guys about about my experiences you know they're I feel like I, I, I want to put them out there and uh, I'm sorry that I ventured off from the main topic it's just they're coming back to me as I'm kind of going um one time I I just had this memory because of the that list of demons that I saw in that book the reason why I knew it was real the demon that you can summon just by saying his name um one time this was actually on the I was, I would say, I was a, a sophomore in high school, and a buddy of mine, two buddies of mine were in high school, uh, not high school, uh, seniors, and for, believe it or not, it was prom night, but my buddies, <clears throat> they said, hey, let's, instead of going to prom, them, them, they wanted to go to a party, and they asked me if I wanted to go with them, and I said, yeah, sure, let's go to a, a crazy ranch party, and as it was a long road trip over there we went over there did our you hung out and then came back and on the way back we started telling the scary story like man you know that that ranch was pretty scary you know i wonder if anything happens on that ranch and that's how we kind of got into it 
and I started telling people about that book I, I found but you see I forgot the name of the demon now but um, as we were driving I was telling them about that book and I saw the name I told him about the list of demons and um, I saw the name of that demon that you can summon just by saying his name. My friend in the front seat, she goes, what was his name? What's the name of it? And I kid you not. I said, oh, his name is. And as soon as like the word was about to leave my mouth, I swear to you folks, a, a fucking truck almost hits us like. I swear to you guys, and it scared the shit out of all of us in that fucking car, and uh, me, my friend, my buddy sitting with me in the back, my friend sitting in the front, and her mom were just like, okay, we need to stop talking about this stuff, shut up, don't talk about this stuff anymore, and it literally just scared me to death, and I was... I was like, okay, yeah, we're going to talk about this stuff. And we were quiet the whole way home. And we had still like a 45-minute drive ahead of us. But we just kind of, you know, uh, we just stayed quiet. And we're just like, man, we can't believe that almost happened. And, you know, that's a story that will stay with me, you know, forever. And uh, that's a story I don't really tell a lot of the times. But I felt like these stories kind of went well with each other. So I decided to put it in an episode and put it out for you guys, you know. Uh, I hope you guys really enjoyed it. Uh, I enjoyed putting it together and sharing it with you guys. Um, if you have a story that you want me to tell and share with the listeners, please submit your story to nightowlsociety21 at yahoo.com. I'll be more than glad to put it in an episode. Um, I will be releasing a, another episode next week. So I hope you enjoyed this episode, guys. I will see you next time. Thanks a lot, guys. Please don't play around with this stuff, especially if you don't know what you're Be safe, guys. Mr. Crowley, what went on in your head?
if you stuck toward the end, good job. Because you get an extra story. Now, this is a story that was told to me by someone close to me. Um, since we're talking about magic and witchcraft, Ouija boards, I do have a Ouija board story. One of my family members experimented a lot with the Ouija board. And the story goes, him and some buddies skip school uh, with along with some friends and they one of them had a Ouija board and they played with the Ouija board mess around with it and uh, my family member tells me that they played with it put it back and when it, the friends left when some of the friends left to go home cause you know school would have been dismissed already and they went home um all the cupboards started flying open and the dishes started uh coming out of the cupboards so and they got scared so what they did was they got the Ouija board put it in a plastic bag and they threw it away they went and threw it out they went back to their their buddy's apartment where they had skipped school at. They they were freaked out. They cleaned everything up. They didn't know what to make of it. They didn't. They weren't believers, but they were turned into believers. They watched a couple of shows, went to sleep, and they were awoken by someone banging on the door. And someone was banging and banging and banging and banging on the door. And they were like, you know, they were scared. Like, man, who's this? You know, is it the, you know, the the landlord or whoever, someone, the neighbor? Like, but they were scared because it sounded like a heavy fist was banging on the door. So one of the guys got up and, you know, I guess they all, you know, grabbed something within the, you know, arm's reach that they could, it could be used as a weapon. And one of the guys opened the, the door and... When he looked on the floor, it was the Ouija board that they tried to throw out into the dumpster. And my my family member told me that he was just he was he wasn't a believer until then of it. I don't I don't remember what they they did to it. Um, I know he said that whatever they talked to whatever they did followed him because the next house that they had they moved into my family member used to tell me that at three o'clock every night one of the spare bedrooms door used to open every other house that he moved into he would experience stuff all because he played with the ouija board in fact we had we used to have a picture my family member had a picture in that house. Uh, he took a picture next to the fireplace. They were taking pictures for uh, an, uh, some occasion. I don't know, an occasion. I remember seeing the picture years ago, uh, although we lost it. It was a picture of him standing there with some buddies. They took like 50 pictures, you know, because all the friends. And in one of the 
pictures in the back there's a little girl that you can see and it was it was real trippy it definitely was a trip that is uh that's one of the Ouija board stories that I that I remember from a close family member being told um he did mess with it a lot and he did tell me uh, a lot of stuff follows him around because of that so that's why I say be careful guys with this stuff